Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition, show number seven. Of course, I always get the number of the shows wrong because of technical issues we had over the months. This is show number seven, although I don't believe it's show number seven. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. And this is, do you remember that guy? I'm your host, Jimmy Palumbo, with my co-host... Coach Rick Antonori. That's right. Coach Rick. Of course, as you guys know, I'm just a jerk-off fan. Um, and uh, Rick is actually a, a jerk-off fan, but also a coach. And what we do on this show is very simply, I take a what I like to call a shitty Yankee, and Rick takes a shitty Met, and we figure out, do you remember that guy? And uh, we kind of have a theory that it starts at uh, from 1975 on, so we don't go too far back. And we just discussed some of the ball players that, you know, uh, the real fan would remember. Uh, and, uh, you know, no Piazzas, no Jeters and stuff like that. Um, just guys that you remember when you're sitting at the bar, you see an old clip of a highlight. You say, ah, do you remember that guy? What year did he play? And you go on your phone, you look him. And so that's what we do here. We discuss yeah. that guy. But we always admit that any of these guys had more talent, like in their small toe, than we Correct. do in our entire body. We've learned a lot of lessons over these seven weeks or eight weeks, however many weeks it's been. Some guys you think that suck and they played 16 years in the bigs. So really, it's me and Rick that suck. So we're aware of that. So now, what, Rick, do you want to go? Now, another thing is we don't teach. We don't teach. We don't tell each other who the guy is. So yeah. I have no idea who he's doing. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Yeah, we to first today because I was in the kind of mood, you know, we uh, we had at the, at the college where we had a little – a contact COVID thing. So we've been shut down for like the last few days. Oh shit. Waiting to start practice up again. And, um, and everyone's fine. But, um, I was, you know, it was one of those moods. I'm like, who can I go with that? You know, really irritated me <laughs> during his Met career. Okay. So Sounds good to me. I wound up picking a guy who actually played 16 years in the majors. Okay. He only played one year with the Mets, but every Met fan is going to know who this is. Okay. Because it goes down as one of the worst trades the Mets have ever made in their existence. Now, listen, I got to say one thing. During the course of these seven or eight weeks, I think we have Chris Gucci here behind the glass as well, but I don't know if you're going to hear him. Every time you do one of your Mets, you always say he was involved in one of the worst trades. <laughs> so I think I think if you Google shitty trades, um, uh, matter of fact, I think that's going to be our next show. Our next show is going to be shitty trades. And all we're going to do is discuss Met shitty trades only. Oh, no, those shitty trades. Don't give it. Let's not. Let's not I, you know what? I think there's way more metric. But you know what? I digress. Let's get back to it. This so what year? Okay. We what are talking. Year? He played with the Mets in 1989. Ah, okay. over during the, right around the All-Star break before the trading deadline. The Mets are in the hunt. All right. From 89. You know, they're, so they're, they're fighting for it, but they're struggling throughout the year. And they wind up trading away probably some of the, most popular 86 team met, met, met teammates that they, they could have had Tim Tuffle and, and Wally Backman close, but no, um, they actually trade Roger McDowell and Lenny Dykstra. Ah, uh, Lenny. Okay. okay. And they trade him to the Phillies and they take a guy who is predominantly a second baseman and they say, you know what? He can run real fast. Let's put him in center field. Cause that's just the way the Mets think sometimes. I, I'll never understand it. You know, but the Mets get this guy, and he is utterly put it. To, he's terrible for the Mets. It's one of the I vividly remember 
just losing my mind. It was just how bad he played for the Mets. Now, this is a guy. Let me, let me go back a little bit. He had a lifetime batting average of 259, hit 161 home runs, and actually so he had a little, he had a little pop, a little pop. Yeah, he actually also broke the rookie record for stolen bases. He, he broke Tim Raines' rookie record for stolen bases in his rookie year. Okay. All right. He was, he made the all star th- three times. He was an all star three times. All right. With, All right. with what team? Phillies. Phillies. Okay. Okay. Um, he batted 259. I said home runs 161. Runs batted in 703. Lifetime's 396 stolen bases. Wow, that's a lot. It's not bad. You know, the guy runner can run. Nowadays, um, they get like, you know, three a year. So, yeah, they're terrible. No one steals bases from pretty much anymore. But, um, all right. So, I've given, I've had a longer. Yeah, yeah I guess you ought to know. So he played a little second base and a little center field, 1989. He was a second baseman. Then he comes to the Mets, and the Mets try to make him a center fielder. And I, he's always, I always guessed Dell Unser, but that was before your time. Um, I do not I do not know who it is. The one-year, excuse me, half-year New York Met, Juan Samuel. Oh, I do remember that name now. Uh, Juan Samuel. Uh, he was good when they got him, though. No, you think you know, come on. At the time, for, for, when the Mets traded for him, he was hitting 246 with a 311 batting average. The year before, he hit 235. Two years before that, 243. His best years were already left behind him. Okay, but you got to remember, he probably got traded because Lenny Dykstra was in the, uh, the early stages of him losing his mind. Well, that's possible. <laughs> So they had to get rid of him. He got dumped. And the Mets were starting to fade. 86 was in the rearview mirror. Right. They, they they started that, you know, they were starting to fade. The team had got older. This is the last, 89 is the last year of Carter and Hernandez. The team is getting older. They, I think they, they were looking for some kind of spark, but I, I'll never understand why they made this trade. It goes, I mean, this, this trade, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's right up there with the Mets, you know, trading Amos Otis when they, they traded Nolan Ryan for Jim Fagosi. You know, it, it's a Tom. I mean, well, Tom C was the ultimate bad trade. But, right. you know, I mean, this goes, this is in as far as, and again. The and guy, he, only played, he only played half season and then they got rid of him? They, he goes to the Dodgers in 1990. He was so bad, he's like run out of, run out of New York. And w- w- what did he bat for the Mets that year? He finishes with the New York Mets batting. Two twenty-eight with a oh, two ninety-nine on base percentage. Oh, he probably struck out a lot, and he didn't hit. Struck out seventy-five times. He walked twenty-four times. His his, you know, it's just one of those things that you uh, you're shaking your head to this day. Why the Mets got rid of Dykstra, who of course you remember, then goes on a run with the Phillies, takes him to the World Series against the Blue Jays. Yeah, Dykstra had a little more left in the tank than uh, the Mets thought. Yeah. And um, McDowell goes on, you know, pitches. McDowell becomes a, you know, pitches for a while longer and then becomes a successful coach. But, you know, I mean, the only thing I come up with Juan Samuel's claim to fame is that, you know, well, people used to ask him as a player why he didn't walk more often with a guy with all his speed. And he would say, well, you don't get off the island of, you don't get off the DR by walking. You only get off the Dominican Republic by hitting the baseball. So, you know, he always swung at everything. All right, he was a free swinger. Free swinger. Juan Samuel, but he ended up playing 11 years, 16 years in the bigs. 16 years, yeah. Is he coaching now? What is he doing now? He actually became a manager. He, he was coaching with 
He's coached with the Baltimore Orioles quite a bit. He was coaching. He actually became a manager during the middle of the season where he went 17-33 and 33 before being replaced by Show, uh, Buck, uh, Showalter, Buck Showalter. So he was a shitty Met and a shitty manager. Pretty much. Well, he, played, <laughs> he managed a terrible – I mean, the Baltimore Orioles were terrible before Showalter came around. Right. Yes, they were. That's why he was the rebuilder. They stink yeah. now, though. Yeah. So, he, so yeah. So, my guy, if, do you remember that guy? Is again one Juan of the, Samuel. Juan Samuel. Well, I I will I do remember that name though for sure. Um, my guy, I, I was you know I had a little trouble this week because I was going through guys and there were certain guys I thought were maybe too big. I think I'm going to maybe talk about them next week and just see if it'll be the first time maybe we can have an argument over if a guy is too big to be on our lovely show here. This guy. I remember him because I always thought he stunk. So I think most Yankee fans are going to think this guy stunk. But then I looked at it, and he, 11 years in the bigs, okay? Okay. His lifetime batting average was 288. That's pretty good. He played, right. He played, uh, he played the outfield mostly. Uh, he was a lefty, okay? Um, he played from 1983 to 1996. But it was two years in there he played in Japan. He played four years with the Yankees, 92 and 93. Then he went to Japan. Then he played 95 and 96. So he was there just for, you know, the the, the, the run, right, you know, as it came in. Um, he was in the 95 playoffs against Seattle, played a decent amount in that Seattle series, which they lost. But he was one for 12. Is it Mike Eastler? Nope. No, right. Overall, with the Yankees, he batted three oh two. I I remember him like I say he stunk, but I also remember him get like some like cool base hits. Like why does this guy play more? And obviously, a two eighty eight lifetime batting average, thirty two home runs, two hundred sixty six RBIs. He was like a slap hitter, and his name is Dion James. Dion James, he's I, I see. I was pretty good. I, you know, I his. His record, I don't know. He, he must have been such a uh, not a good home run hitter, RBI guy, obviously, because I was looking at his stats and like every year he played with, um, he played with the Brewers, Atlanta, Cleveland, and the Yankees. He retired with the Yankees, um, but I laughed at this one. And this is one of those names I think you're going to get a kick out of this. Let's see if Chris remembers. Um, in 1989, he was traded by the Braves to the Indians. For Oda B. McDowell. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. OB McDowell. Yeah, you, got, you remember that? Yeah. Uh, Oda B. Um, but he was like a slap hitter, but he obviously, you know, he's, he's uh, he got drafted by the um, the Brewers in 1980. And you ever notice, though, the great thing about the show is if someone really wants to learn why kids don't play baseball anymore, like it's amazing how early they get drafted and when they actually make their debut. It's not, it, no. even if you even if you rush through the system, it could be six years. We right. were playing minor league ball, yeah. um, so he was this slap hitter. In the first year with the Yanks, he batted two sixty two. He played sixty seven games. In uh, in ninety three, he batted three thirty two. And but that was when the Yankees started to load up. He went to Japan, probably took the money and ran. But that's when, like, you know, O'Neill was there, the, the Yankees, Bernie, the Yankees were starting to, a lot of these rookies, and Jeter was, you know, triple A, a cup of coffee in the bigs. The Yankees' talent um, 
was starting to really grow at that point into the you know powerhouse they became. Um, but I always laugh. He's what, what he's really famous for. I don't even remember this. And it was against them. I love when something shitty happened against the Mets. Always makes me laugh. Oh Christ! He hit a he hit like a lazy fly to left field, and it hit a bird right before the guy was going to catch it. Do you remember that highlight? I do. So it's always on ESPN. Uh, it's like a fly, like a line drive fly ball hit kind of hard, but right at the guy and it just explodes this bird. Uh, and, and the ball just drops and the fielder like almost like hesitated. Like, what do I do? And of course, you know, the run, Deion James is flying around the bases. He also did something weird. Well, I remember he could run really fast. And he was, he a, good- was a fast guy. He did something very weird. And, uh, I was, I actually saw it on YouTube. He hit, it was a runner on, uh, Run around first and second. He hit like a, a pretty hard ball through the box. And it like went under the pitcher's legs. Like the pitcher should have caught it. It wasn't hit that hard. Yeah. He rolled all the way out to James Lofton. Lofton came up throwing to third base. The third baseman blew it. Like he should have been caught. Went through his legs. It kicked just right of the dugout. He ran all the way over to go get the ball. He took the ball, fired home, had Boggs dead at the plate. The catcher mishandles the ball, and the ball wiggles all the way through slowly and goes into the dugout. And so Deion James got like a little league home run of like ground ball through the pitcher, and he ended up home, three-run home run. And I think I was watching that game half in the bag with my uh, – uh, like it was like Labor Day weekend or something like that. I was on the Jersey Shore. Um, but it was one of those like sloppy, lousy – plays when your team, you know, is not playing well. So, but he wasn't bad. This guy, look, he played 11 years in the bigs. Lifetime batting average at 288. But in 96, the Yankees, we got a little loaded and he only played six games and he got, he got unceremoniously released in like May. Did a team that was it. No, it was it. He was out, out of baseball. Ever really? since. Out of, wow. Okay. Can't find any information on him. Don't know where he is. He's one of these guys that, I Googled his name. I Googled news. Nothing. Didn't say that he's coaching anywhere. Gone. So if anybody knows what happened to Dion James. Well, I t- um, I'm actually surprised he didn't, um, like, no one picked him up. I mean, he wasn't. Well, I guess he had been now in the league, you know, <coughs> for, I don't know, 13, no, 11, 11 years at that point. So uh, maybe they thought he was shot. He was only batting 167, but it was only, uh, you know, uh, well, I mean, I'm six games in. Yeah, when when the bat slows down, the bat slows down. Yeah, once you get to that age, so you've been playing baseball for 16 years, including the minors, right? So, Dion James, part of the when the we didn't know the Yankees were about to get great. So I always say that that 1990 to 1995 era was the you know the shitty Yankees. Well, it's filled with yeah, it's filled with you know it's like the Yankees were a revolving door back then. Right, that was when Steinbrenner was bringing in pitchers and firing guys and shitty managers. I really can't talk too much because at the same time the Mets were like trying to buy players. Well, the Mets were, it was like, like that era. They were, they were terrible, 90, 92, 93, they were terrible. Yeah, that was like bad baseball in New York. And that was, it yeah, was, that's when you had the bleach incident with Vince Coleman and Eddie Murray. Right. They, well, know. that was the era where the Yankees, the, the Mets owned New York and then they started to not own it. Then they both shared Lousy baseball, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. the Yankees got good, and the Mets, of course, they still suck. <laughs> nah, it's tough to argue with right now. I'm still waiting to see what goes on this offseason. So we have here 
what the heck do you remember? What if this guy is dead or not? <laughs> I think I want to rename. Let's rename the show. Was this guy a jerk off? Yes or no? How about that? I don't know if we can do that. Do you remember that guy? We picked a. We only we picked similar, uh, kind of close. Uh, close. So, Sorry about that. And, uh, <laughs> Was that was that was that our sign that the uh, the show is coming to a close? And you know what? It is because um, that's it. Dion James, who played from '83 to '96, and of course we have Rick's guy Juan Samuel. Juan Samuel to 1998. That's it. That's our show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Do you remember that guy? And uh, we'll see you next week.